Hello there, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. We're very happy you joined us on this episode of This Week in the Word. We're in a series entitled, What's Next? That's not a question, it's a statement. What's next? Space Invaders. (laughs) Wow. This is the episode for Sunday, May 30th, 2021. We're glad you're with us today. And you know, as we start this episode, we're going to begin looking at some things that are just, it's hard to imagine this. But what could be coming up next for the Earth? Space Invaders? Well, you know, when you say, can things get any crazier? Well, you know, after 2020 and 2021, we can say, yes, apparently. There has been a a ramp up lately in open discussion at governmental levels about mandated disclosures. In other words, requirements to let citizens know what the government, especially the American government, knows about UFOs and aliens and space people and all of that kind of thing. And allegedly on 1 June 2021, which is a few days from now, the government is supposed to come clean about all of this UFOlogy they've been doing, allegedly. Even the United States Navy has released that uh, what is called the uh, Tic Tacs, you know, like the candy the Tic Tacs UFOs that were surrounding United States Navy vessels at sea, and uh, allegedly video of an unidentified flying object diving underwater, apparently at sonic speed. Now, who knows if these are real? I mean, we have no way to know that, and even if it is real, there could be perfectly... Um, physical explanations for that uh, far outside of the supernatural or, you know, space-type things. We don't know. We don't know what's real anymore, do we? We don't know when something is real or when it's being faked. Well, in deep state global land, that's the way they want it. We can't really be sure Now, you have to ask yourself, if you're a very intelligent, thoughtful person, which I would imagine you are since you're listening today, is all of this preparing the folks for some kind of shocking revelation that aliens are not only coming, they're already here? Could that be something that the world is being set up for? Is it a setup to herd the world's population into a fearful compliance to the know-it-alls among us, being the global elites and governmental types and deep state types? Well, we don't know, but we're very wise to question that. Have you heard the saying, never let a good crisis go to waste? Well, sure you have, and you've actually been witnessing that for several decades now. Well, I've got a new quote for you. Never let a good crisis go to waste, but if you don't have one, then create one. I want to read you something spoken and written about 1,988 years ago. I want to read this to you. Possibly you have never encountered what I'm about to read. This is in the Gospel of Luke, 
in the Bible, in the New Testament portion, which is about the, not quite the last half, but it's in the last part of the Bible, in the Gospel of Luke 21, 25 to 27. These are the words of Jesus Christ when he was here in his earthly ministry, actually just a few days from his crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection, he spoke about things similar to this. Luke 21, 25 to 27. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, I tended to think of what we just read as like one uniform event and that the the return of Christ, the world seeing Christ returning, creates um, all of this anxiety. But it seems that the return of Christ is after that first part. And, And certainly we know from the rest of the Bible that the entire world will see literally the return of Christ to the earth. And this will will definitely shake up the world. But let's go back and look at what Christ said, beginning in verse 25. Now he's talking about the, the last days, the end times. And he said many things. So we're, we're just going, we're, we're starting right in where he's talking. He's already said a lot but we're just dropping right in here. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. This word signs is the word for signs. (laughs) There will be things that will be signals that will, will tip anybody off who's paying attention at all. Something's up. And there should be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. And upon the earth, distress of nations. That word distress has the idea of, um, I would say it's like feeling like it's being crushed uh, with anxiety. And upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. That word means just total confusion. What is going on? And we all are starting to feel that even right now. And then the phrase, the sea and the waves roaring. Now, it's talking about not only the the agitation, literally, of the seas of the world, I believe, but the noise of that. So apparently, it's hard to understand right now, but apparently even the seas, the oceans of the world will be suggesting to people like something is about to happen. (laughs) I've often read this, though, as the the sea and the waves roaring, and the sea, um, in terms of Bible prophecy, is often referring to the the nations. 
and the world will be in an uproar, but it could literally be that the sea and the waves will be roaring. Well, when do they do that? Well, like hurricanes, for example, tsunamis, but it could be even something even more intense than the things that we've already seen. But let me read that again. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Now watch this in verse 26. Men's hearts, and that word for men's is uh, the word for people. So this is not just men, literally, but it's, it's men and women, boys and girls, teenagers. Men's hearts failing them for fear. It's the idea, literally, of their spirit leaving their body. Men's hearts failing them for fear. That's the word phobos, where we get like phobia from. So there's uh, a, a terror, a fear of what people are seeing. And it says here, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after these things, those things which are coming on the earth. So there's a, a fear of the things that are being anticipated or expected, which are like coming, coming to the earth. It can, I even heard someone this week teach about the fact that this word coming is, uh, this form of it is sometimes used like an, an attack. Well, it, it, it is sometimes, but sometimes it's not. But anyway, as, they, as they're looking at this, all, all of these things, it says, plural, which are coming on the earth, it just causes great anxiety and, and they're, you know, they lose heart. And uh, it may even mean, apparently, it can even mean that people die from literally watching the things that are coming on the earth. Now, what are those things? Well, we don't know for sure yet, but when it's happening, people will know. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. This is, this is the idea of, of, of heaven. You know, as people look at space and stars and all of that, the powers of heaven coming unglued, coming loose. And then they will see the Son of Man. Now, that's Jesus Christ. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, all of these things may be lumped together right at the end, right before this happens, but this is going to be characteristic at that time for certain when the Lord returns. You see, Jesus Christ was not crucified, dead, and buried. He was, but the story doesn't stop there. On the third day, just as he predicted, he came out of the tomb when the rock wasn't even moved. The angels moved the rock later so that people could verify that he was no longer there. Jesus Christ is not dead. He's risen. He's ascended to heaven, and he's going to literally return to this earth. And it says here, coming in a cloud with power and great glory. 
Now, whatever else may be happening before this event that causes the world distress, this is definitely going to cause distress to the world. Now, let's just stop right here. We want to plug this in a little bit because lately, some see the first part of what we read as referring to people seeing something coming from the heavens to the earth, like massive asteroids or some huge meteor that's going to hit the planet and wipe out known life or something. Or the cosmos is just coming unglued and people see this. You know, maybe those sci-fi movies were training films. (laughs) Have you ever thought of that? (laughs) Have you ever thought that the world could face an event where we think to ourselves, you know, hey, we're the world. We used to have problems with each other, but not anymore. We're the world. And we face a common threat and, you know, fill in the blank, an asteroid, alien assault, alien spacecraft coming here, some meteor that's going to wipe out the earth. And the whole world needs to get together and come up with a plan and fight this. Well, If that were to happen, maybe we've been being prepped for that by the movies from Hollywood. Think about that. Or what if aliens are as uh, what if aliens are portrayed as our friends coming to save us from our own self destruction? And the only way out is global unity. You know, again, we are the world. You know, the idea uh, that used to be in cartoons in the 1960s, people of Earth, take me to your leader, you know, that thing. (laughs) We are here to help you. Now, by the way, we're all kind of laughing right now, but what I'm about to say is a true fact. What I just said about aliens coming to help us and save us, this is actually a common teaching, a common expectation among new agers. Did you know that? They are believing that some visitors from some distant planet are coming here to show us poor benighted people a better way. And uh, they are coming here to share with us knowledge and technology far beyond our own and, and help us miserable earthlings. This is an expectation and a belief among serious New Agers. You know, it reminds me of the Twilight Zone episode. Do you remember the Twilight Zone with Rod Serling, the host? There was an episode, it's a really good one, about aliens who came to the Earth and there was a spaceship and there they were and they were actually uh, filmed by the news people and interviewed or whatever, you know. So, Everybody knew they were there. It was the real deal, all right? So aliens came to the earth, and they began to offer uh, trips back to their planet, you know, get aboard their spaceship, and they would take you back to visit their planet. It would be wonderful. You would learn so much. And they gave the earthlings a book. And a skeptical reporter, remember those, when we used to have those, I think we have dupes as, quote, reporters now, but a skeptical reporter took the book, and it took her a while, but she cracked the code when she translated the title of that book correctly. 
You see, they thought the book was the title to serve humanity, right? To serve people, to serve the people of the earth. But the longer she worked on it, the more she realized that actually the title was how to serve the emphasis on how to, how to serve the people of earth. It was a cookbook. (laughs) That's a great episode. Look it up on YouTube and watch it again. Oh, man. Yeah, but by then it was too late. A bunch of people had boarded the spacecraft, and I guess they were their goose was cooked, literally. <laughs> what if the government, the southern way of saying government, what if the government shows us actual aliens and UFOs? That, that That's what they say. Hey, these are really real. Come up and touch them and interview them and, you know, uh, knock on that uh, tin UFO, whatever, you know, prove it to yourself. They're really real. What if the government shows us what are purported to be actual aliens and UFOs? Or what if somehow there is something that sure seems to be an alien life form and sure seems to be an extraterrestrial, that is not of the Earth, uh, spacecraft? It would be pretty convincing, wouldn't it? Now, the first response should be, skepticism. Ah, more fake space news. (laughs) That should be a very safe and good response, to be a skeptic. But the second response, very quickly, should be scriptural. Think about what I just said. Now, if you're not a Christian, maybe you're going to learn something right here. But if you are, you're going to be reminded of something. The second response should be scriptural. What is that? Well, what is the message of these alleged alien beings? If their message is one of unity and globalism and you need to elect one leader who will lead the whole world, uh, that would be a dead giveaway that you need to run because this would be the message of demons. Maybe there will be someday soon. I, I, you know, after 2020 and 2021, we can't rule anything out anymore, right? And it could even be some type of, you know, high-tech false flag type of thing. Who knows? Who knows what evil people and evil demons are capable of? I, I don't think we really have plumbed the depths of that. So I don't think we can rule anything like that out at this point. You say, well, you're nuts. Hey, you know, I might be after 2020 and 2021. We are seeing some weird stuff. So what if Deep State wanted to truly delude and deceive and mislead the people of the world? Hey, what if Satan just wants to do that? Who needs Deep State then, right? If the message is one of the need for global unity and one world government and blah, 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 and all of that stuff, hey, it's not of God. I mean, I wouldn't think it was of God in the first place, but, you know, if you're confused, there's your answer, if that's what you're hearing. Why do I say that? Here's why. 
fallen angels, you'll remember that when Lucifer rebelled, he was a created angel. He's not the brother of Jesus, the spirit brother of Jesus. Jesus is not created. Jesus is the creator. He created. But Lucifer was a created, is a created being who was the angel of, um, I guess you would say, worship of God in heaven. Well, he was filled with pride and he rebelled. And we know from the Bible that a third of the demons rebelled with him. You know what the good news is? Two-thirds remain loyal to God. Amen. But anyway, the devil was able to peel away a third of the angels that rebelled with him. They're fallen angels. We call them today demons. It means that they're supernatural intelligences, and they are working under the direction of Lucifer right now, Satan, to set up the long-predicted one-world political, religious, and economic system, which Lucifer will control through the beast, the one that we call the Antichrist. And when the Antichrist is worshipped, it will ultimately be Lucifer who is being worshipped. This is Lucifer's greatest desire, the worship of the world. And his armies of demons are working every possible angle to bring this about. Now, I had a thought over the last couple of weeks that I don't think I've ever thought before. And I want you to follow me on this. When we think of um, people in Bible times or even angels in Bible times appearing to people, you know, in Bible times, you would expect, let's say an angel that appeared to someone to be in contemporary clothing and technology. Really, Brother Ed? Yeah, for Bible times, right? But in modern times, I'm not saying they cannot appear in what would be considered uh, biblical times, clothing, and so forth. But, but I'm just asking a what if. What if in modern times, wouldn't people expect, uh, let's say a demon, for example, uh, wouldn't they expect them to be in contemporary clothing and use contemporary technology? Well, yeah, probably. I mean, that's not a too weird of a thought, is it? And here's one. I never thought this before. What if angels, as God created them throughout the time they've been created, you know, we tend to think of them as, as confined um, to Bible times, which they're not. They were existed before Bible times, and they will exist after Bible times, okay? Angels. What if angels had what we might call spacecraft in the past? So, Brother Ed, we don't see that in the, in the, in the Bible. That's true. When angels appeared, we don't see them show up with spacecraft. I know that. I get that. I'm not saying they did. But I'm, I'm just, I, it just hit me that, you know, wh- what if they had craft and what if the demons, when they rebelled, those fallen angels, that third that rebelled with Lucifer, what if they carjacked theirs? 
<laughs> they didn't turn them into the motor pool in heaven, all right? They just took them with them. I don't know. You say, well, this is crazy. Well, I'm, it probably is all not true, but I'm just saying, what, what, if, what if that was true? Then they would have what we would call UFOs today, right? And be blitzing around the world and confusing everybody and tricking people and leading people astray. Um, do I believe that? Not necessarily, but when a thought hit me like, hey, who's to say they didn't have something like that? Well, if they did, you could see how that would be a great explanation for all this uh, UFO activity. So anyway, are you saying that's in the Bible, Pastor? Not saying that. I mean, about half of what we've been talking about right here is not in the Bible. It's just thinking about what's in the Bible and thinking about what if there's things that that I haven't realized yet, you know, and, you know, if this is true, then this could be true. Anyway, don't tell somebody I'm preaching that that's in the Bible. We're just having fun here with part of this. But Pastor Ed, aren't you frightened and worried? I'm going to give you a Southern saying, I ain't scared. And that's spelled S-K-E-E-R-E-D. And what that means is when we say that in the South, I ain't scared. It means I'm not scared at all, Bubba. I'm not scared. Here's why. Whatever earth may see in the future, whatever the demons or deep state or anybody has got planned, whatever the earth may see in the future, there's something that we can believe and someone we can receive right now. Let me show you why I say that. Right after the Lord Jesus Christ said those words in Luke 21, 25 to 27, you know, he didn't stop. It went right on to verse 28. So let's read Luke 21, 28 to 33. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up, you know, life, especially life like that, would tend to get us down, right? So we're to straighten up, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing nigh. You know what? Lately, for quite a while, every single day, probably without a a miss, or if if I miss one here or there, it's almost every day. I'm thinking somewhere in that day, this could be the day the Lord raptures his church. Now, that's not the second coming. That's when he comes back to the air, not to the earth, but he comes back in the air and catches his church away. That's called the rapture of the church. And it's mentioned repeatedly in the New Testament. The Lord himself mentioned it in John 14, verses 1 through 6. Um Paul taught about it quite a bit. It's it's all over his epistles, his letters. And it's a Bible doctrine, and the church has always known this, but it's forgotten this. But every single day, when I see what's happening in the world, when I look at Israel, when I can look at the nations of the world, like Russia and Persia, which is Iran, and... um, Uh, Turkey and the nations of North Africa are all beginning to align against Israel. 
when Jerusalem is just some big, massive problem to the entire world, just like the Bible predicts it would be? When I see things like that and many other things happening, I'm looking up more and more and more. How about you? That's something we can believe. Amen? Verse 29, and he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and, and all the trees. As soon as they put forth leaves, ye see for yourselves and know that summer is now near. So you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Now, I may have, I can't tell, but I may have mixed up two translations of the Bible there uh, from where I started and where I ended here in this last part in Luke 21, 28 to 33. So if you're reading for King James, if that's not from King James, it's from the New American Standard. But let's read it again. There's something we can believe and someone we can receive right now. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put forth leaves, you see for yourselves and know that summer is now near. So you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Listen, we can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we can receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Many of you listening are already trusting him completely as your Savior and Lord and your Redeemer, and he will be your rescuer in the rapture of the church. And you're trusting him. You're not trusting your church. You're not trusting what your grandma told you, you know, about some decision you made. You are actively living in a a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that you are getting to know better and better every day. And you're completely, helplessly, dependent on him for your salvation. It's not on what you can do. I mean, you are born again. You are the real deal. Lift up your head because our redemption is drawing near. Amen. Now, for some of you listening, your head is spinning right now because you're going like, what was all of this about? (laughs) Listen, The Lord tells us in advance what's going to happen on the earth in the future. That's called prophecy, Bible prophecy. And those of us who know it pretty well, I don't know anybody who knows it perfectly, but 
but many of us who know it a little better, better than the average bear, we are starting to see things align and coalesce that we've always known would, and we're starting to see the beginnings of that happening. We believe the rapture of the church is imminent. Whenever it may occur, we are looking for the Lord Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist. But you know what? Those who do not know Christ as their personal Savior and Lord, when the rapture happens, they will be left behind. They cannot go to heaven. It would kill them because they're unholy and unrighteous. Their sins have never been paid for. And that may be you. You know what you need to do right now? You need to trust Jesus Christ is your very own Savior and Lord. And then when he gives you the new birth, you can know for certain how your eternity will turn out. Instead of following Satan and the Antichrist and all of their losers and all the crazy stuff that's happening because of them and with them and to them and is coming from them, instead of being lumped in with them and sharing an eternal hell with them, you can follow Jesus Christ and come over to his side and be welcome into heaven and eternity with God. You know what? I want you to write a phone number down. I'm going to say it twice. 877 877-247-2426. 877-247-2426. And as you write that down, I want to encourage you to call that number. And you can speak with someone about your relationship or your need for a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That you repent of your sins and you trust Christ as your Savior and Lord. You can even get help in growing as a Christian by calling that number. If you're too shy to call, then go to www.chataboutjesus.com chataboutjesus.com I want you to share this episode right now, right from where you're listening. You can hit the share button and send it to others. And you can also follow this podcast. Be a subscriber and you'll be notified every time we post an episode. Thank you so much for listening today. May God protect you and bless you this week is my prayer. If the Lord doesn't come first, I will see you next week in our next episode of This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. Bye-bye.